kicking off. So tonight I want to talk to you really about two things, nothing too heavy, nothing too major tonight. I wanted to give you a bit of time to ask me any questions, of course, as always. But as you guys know, I am off from um, tomorrow morning. Um, I'm not going to get time to respond to all your messages tonight, so I'll probably jump on first thing tomorrow morning, respond to all your messages before going off for the rest of the week. So this is my holiday week. I know that some of you are very proud of me for actually taking some time off. Um, So I wanted to give you a bit more of the floor tonight. I wanted to give you a bit more space because quite often is... Uh, what what happens is we jump on this call together and then I get questions after the call or questions the next day and I want to give you a bit more time and a bit more space to ask any questions that you've got whatsoever ask them tonight because obviously I won't be able to get back to you later this week so I want to give you a bit more time for that but the two things I want to talk to you about first one is going to be just around um the fact about again very very simple but if nothing changes nothing changes i'm going to talk to you a little bit more about that one um, and the second thing is just about nourishing you outside of your teacher identity so i've mentioned this to a few of you today and i start with that one i've mentioned this to a few of you today um in our checking calls and checking feedback and things and it it seems really obvious but it's something that we don't often do as teachers and that is nourishing you as a person and not as a professional. So obviously CPD is all about the professional side and, and, and the leadership and the subject knowledge and you know assessment and all that kind of stuff. We talk a lot about work-life balance rather than life-work balance. So we talk about managing marking and setting boundaries at school. And we always talk about the, we always talk about the work side, right? We don't really often, well we do, but outside of outside of us, lots of people don't often talk about them and nourishing them as a person. It's always about managing stuff as a teacher. And what I want you to do, um, I know that lots of you aren't on half term yet. I think it's about a 60-40 split. But when you, whenever you do get to half term, so if that's you this week, excuse me, or if that is you next week, I want you to remember just to nourish you as a person. So what I mean by that is take some time to do some things that you enjoy for no other reason other than that you enjoy them, okay? Do some things that fill your cup. Do some things that you might have lost touch with, some old hobbies, some old interests, some old passions. Call up a friend you haven't spoken to in a while. Go back to that club that you stopped going to. Do that thing um, that, that you've just fallen you've fallen apart from sort of thing. We um, talked about uh, Teresa a couple of fr- uh, Thursdays ago. And Johnny, um, if Teresa, I'm not sure if you're with us tonight, but Johnny challenged Teresa to go and play piano because it's something that she loves and hadn't done for a long time. And she went and did it and absolutely loved it, of course, and is now back into it. And it's just these little things that we often, through being a teacher, a partner, a sibling, a daughter, whatever, a parent for for lots of you, we lose touch with who we are on the inside a little bit. We sort of lose touch with what we like and what we enjoy. Because naturally, as we go through life, we become different things to different people. And those roles take a little bit of us as we go through. And that's completely fine and completely normal. But we need to be really conscious of nourishing you for you. And this half term, if it's this week or next week, I want you to remember the phrase very, very simply of time you enjoy wasting isn't wasted time. Because very often we think I'm not being productive by reading a book or playing piano, or going for a walk. I should should be doing some work. I should be sorting the kitchen out. I should be doing the cleaning. I should be getting the kids, you know, washing done. Whatever it is, right? 
We often think that we need to fill time with productive things. And I want you to remember that time you enjoy wasting is not wasted time. It's time well spent. Probably the best way that you can spend time. Okay. And the other thing that I want you to remember is that being, looking after you, nourishing you, nurturing you, doing the things that you enjoy, doing the things that fill your cup, that is the first step in the productivity cycle. We often think about the first step in the productivity cycle of being planning, planning, doing, and then resting. That always, always leads to the point where we spend all of our time doing and doing and doing and doing and doing when we think about school and none of our time actually resting and recovering. And recovery becomes this thing that we do at the end if we get time, if we fancy it, you know, if if we finish our to-do list, which we never do. And recovery basically doesn't happen. It falls off the wayside. I want you to completely flip the script when it comes to rest and recovery and productivity. And I want you to think about recovery as the first step. So this week, next week, whatever, when you're doing things for you, you're going for a walk, you're reading a book, you're cooking a healthful meal, you're trying something new with your partner, you're taking the kids out, whatever it's doing that's filling your cup as well, if that is what fills your cup, you know, if whatever you're doing to fill your cup, I want you to remember that that is not unproductive that is not a waste of time those are things that are the first step in the productivity cycle so a few sort of different frames nourish yourself time you enjoy wasting isn't wasted time and make sure that you are resting before you try to be productive because that's where i'm at right now like the last six weeks i haven't taken enough rest I've done a little bit of work, even on some of the weekend days. I've broken a few of my own boundaries. I've messaged people back late at night. I've done this, I've done that. And I'm at the point now where my creativity is like, it's just gone. Like my creative mind, which is my sort of telltale sign that I need to, to some time away and some space to think, because I'm usually full of ideas, full of content, full of webinar ideas, full of new things that I can do with you guys and help you guys. So when I know that that's running dry a little bit, for me, that's my sign of, okay, you're starting to get a little bit burnt out now. You need to go and take some time. You're at the stage one of burnout. Um, you know, you get in there sort of thing. So that's my sort of telltale. But for you, it could be something different. So just remember, rest is the first stage of being productive. Um, let's got, we've got some more successes here. Let's go through these. Uh, Mel, lovely walk in the sun today in a place that you hadn't walked in before. Very nice. Always like exploring new places. Yeah, awesome. Being out in the garden today, honestly, it's made such a difference to my mental health. I love being out in the garden. Oh, absolutely, Holly. Absolutely. It, it makes such a difference, doesn't it? Just being out, trees, sun, daylight, nature. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Glad to see that you guys are getting outside. Brilliant. Particularly with these lighter, lighter evenings we're having. Really, really good. Good stuff. So the second thing I want to talk to you about tonight um, it's completely gone out of my mind. What was it? Oh yeah, it was about nothing changes if nothing changes. Now, it's obvious, it's something that we hear a lot of the time, but I think we, we almost can't hear it enough. You can be in the teacher's team. You can work with me. We can have a weekly coaching call. We can have the perfect nutrition plan set up on a Sunday. We can have the workouts you know, written by Chris Hemsworth himself. We can have Gordon Ramsay doing your food and we can have Joe Wicks coming around to get you up in the morning, whatever it is. You could have all of that stuff going on, right? You could have the most insane program and structure that you can possibly imagine, right? You could have all this stuff. But if you weren't, to, if you were to not do it and if you were not to do anything, sorry, with it and any of that stuff, nothing's going to change. 
So it's not about necessarily what you've got and the tools you've got. Sometimes it is just about bloody well getting on and doing it. And I know that's quite hard to hear. And I think for a lot of us, particularly when times are quite tough, of course, as always, we always talk about it. We need to come at you with kindness and compassion. We don't beat, beat ourselves up. We don't shame ourselves into change. And we definitely don't guilt ourselves into growth. But at some point, maybe not in those particular situations when we are quite low, we need some time. We need to sit in the pit for a while. We need to dwell. We need to think about how we feel before we come out the other side. Those times are important and those times are absolutely necessary. You need to feel your feelings. Toxic positivity doesn't help anyone, right? But once that time has passed, there has to come a time where you get on with it. And again, that might make you feel a bit uncomfortable to hear that. But at the end of the day, there is only one option, right? There is only one choice. We, we think we have all these multiple, what's the word? We have like myriad choices. We have all these different paths that we can take. And that can sometimes give us the old paralysis by analysis, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. We've got so many options, so many things to consider, so many things that we could do, so we don't do any of them because we're overwhelmed with, with, with information. Actually, there is only just one choice. So if you're someone who's been struggling recently, and I know there's a, there's a couple people watching, if you're someone who's been struggling recently and you're, you know what we, need, what we need to be doing, you know what the actions are, You've broken them down to the very, very most simple, small step. For example, if it's meal planning, step number one is decide when you're going to do it. So set an alarm in your phone, a reminder for 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, you get up and you meal plan. That's step number one, right? Think about a success system, the smallest possible steps linked together to make the result, to get you to the result. Step number one is deciding when you're going to be doing it. Step number two is going to be telling the people around you that you're going to do it at that point to get accountability so they make sure you do it. Step number three is going to be getting there, making yourself a nice hot drink, sitting down with a laptop and a notepad and pen. Step number four is going to be, I know this sounds ridiculous, but writing out the titles, breakfast, lunch, dinner, Monday to Sunday. That These are all little micro steps in the success system. This is what we need to be sure of. We need to be sure of these tiny, tiny little steps in the loop so that we know what we need to do. But once we've got all that in place, once we know what the steps are and we've broken it down to the micro, sometimes it's just about doing it. Sometimes it's about getting out your own way, not overthinking it, not thinking about, oh, well, you know, I really can't be bothered to do it. It's quite a long job. I just want to watch telly. You know, I could be, I could be marking. I could be, I could be cleaning the bathroom. This could probably wait till another day. I'll, I'll just wing it this week. Just one more week. I'll just get to Wednesday and then, and then I'll sort myself out. All of these thoughts, they are limiting beliefs that are just getting in your way. They're stopping you from being successful. So there's going to come a time where you just need to bloody do it. You just need to say, right, I'm not thinking anymore. I just need to do it. And I know I've used this um, example a few times with you, but I do this all the time with the gym. I, I can't tell you how frequently I don't want to go to the gym. It's at least 90% of the time. 90% of the time, at least, I do not want to get out and go to the gym. I've got too much to do at home. I've got work. I've got this. I've got that. My to-do list is as long as my arm. It's probably worse than when I was in teaching, to be honest. It's... I have got every excuse under the sun other than having children, right? That would be the one thing that I don't have. Everything else I have, every excuse, and I use it frequently. My brain will constantly tell me, well, why don't you put it off till tomorrow? Because then today you can get this thing done, which means you can go for longer tomorrow. The most ridiculous excuses. I am the master procrastinator. I can promise you that. I, I will procrastinate and put things off because it makes me stay at my comfort zone and I, and I like it. 90% of the time, I don't want to go to the gym. 
the thing that gets me to go isn't wanting to go. It's not because I love exercise. It's nothing to do with that. It's because I override my brain. So instead of sitting there thinking, I could do this, I could do that, making excuses, coming up with all this stuff, I just say to myself, right, look, just go and get changed for the gym. You're not going to the gym, but just go and get changed. So I'll, I'll go get changed, I'll come back, and I'll do another half an hour of work in my gym kit. And then by that point, I'll think, well, I'll just put some music on. So I'll put on some of my favourite songs. And then it gets to the point where I just think, right, I'm just going to go and fill up my bottle and I'm going to go and get in the car. And I just do that. And then literally all I do is, all I need to do is get in the car and I already know by the time I turn on the engine that the workout is really done. Because I haven't sat there and thought about all the negatives of going. I haven't sat there and talked myself out of it. I've just overrode, overrode my brain and gone, right, don't think about it. You're not thinking about doing squats. Um, you're not thinking about doing this. You're not thinking about all the horrible parts of the workout and how long it's going to be and how you could be doing better things with your time. You're not going to think about that. You're just going to focus on getting there. So as soon as I turn on the ignition, I know that my workout is done and dusted. Yes, it's an hour away, but it's still done. And I can promise you that I do not enjoy any of that workout until I'm at least over halfway through. Because I know that when I'm halfway through, I'm coming towards the end of it. And that's the God's honest truth. I'm not just saying that. I don't, lo- I don't enjoy it. I don't like it most of the time. You get a few days where you link up a few workouts and you think, actually, this is all right. I'm in the swing of it. But even then, no one really wants to go to the gym, to be honest other than for a bit of quiet time from from the family maybe, but most of the time people don't want to go. So whatever it is that you are putting off, whether it is your calorie tracking, you know who you are, whether it is getting out for your walk, you know who you are, whatever it is that you're putting off, sometimes you just need to bloody do it. Sometimes you need to not overthink it. Sometimes you need to not overcomplicate it. You don't need to call it procrastination you know sometimes we don't need to call it fear of success sometimes we don't need to call it imposter syndrome we need to, don't need to label it sometimes sometimes we just need to face the fact of actually right now I'm not doing the one thing that I need to do and actually it's probably not anything deeper it's just me not wanting to do something that's outside my comfort zone and actually right now I'm being a bit bloody lazy and I know that sounds blunt and that sounds harsh but sometimes Remember, your brain is working against you a lot of the time. Sometimes we are just doing that. Sometimes we are just giving in to our compulsions. We're giving in to our comfort zone. We're giving in to the fact that the brain is trying to keep you safe. You've got to remember, your brain, your body, they do not want to change. I had this conversation. I can't remember who it was with. Um, who was I interviewing? Oh, it was, it was Adrian Bethune, author of um, Wellbeing in the, in the Primary Classroom. Um, I interviewed him the other week for the podcast, and we were talking about neuroplasticity. And I mentioned this on Thursday. We were talking about neuroplasticity, and we said, isn't it mental, it's literally, no pun intended, but isn't it mental that your brain would rather send you down a path where it knows the outcome isn't going to be favourable for your health and well-being, mental and physical? It knows it's not the best thing for you, but it would rather send you down that path than the uncertainty of trying something new. How mental is that? That your brain that's supposed to be you, it's supposed to be the one thing that protects you, is actually sending you down the worst path. It's it's sacrificing you in the name of keeping you in your comfort zone. Because there are certain things that we can do, there are certain ways that we can eat and use substances and smoke and not exercise and do these other things that could eventually, well, that, you know, we, you know we, I've had this conversation with some of you before, that will eventually kill us if we don't change. If we don't change these habits, we, we will not be here for the length of time that we want to be. 
Isn't it crazy that your brain, in the name of keeping you safe in the comfort zone, will send you down that path instead of this one just because it doesn't know the outcome? How bonkers is that? So we need to know that the brain isn't always on our side. The body isn't always on our side. And you're going to need to do things that feel uncomfortable. And this is why you get the nuts people out there who will jump in an ice bath every morning. And partly you're like, it's just a bit of a trend, isn't it? But actually, I've got a lot of respect for people that do that because they're doing something that's really horrible and really, really difficult so that when they go throughout the rest of their day, they know that they can take the hardest path. And again, we come full circle back to the session from the end of January where we talked about the discipline diary and we talked about taking the hard option. Easy choices make for a hard life in the future. Hard choices make for an easy life in the future. What are you going to choose? Are you going to choose easy or are you going to choose hard? Because where we live in such a convenience-based world and we've got everything delivered to us and everything's nice and easy and comfortable, we are so cushioned right? We are so, so, so cushioned at the moment. And I'm, I am exactly the same. I'm not pretending that I'm some, you know, ice bath, marathon running, like crazy discipline sort of, you know, resilient mindset man. I'm definitely not. I'm exactly the same. I am very cushioned in my thinking. But if we keep in the comfort zone, we keep staying cushioned, we keep staying comfortable, it's never going to change. And again, going back to the saying, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If you want something different, you will have to do something different. That is the bottom line. If you're not happy with, for example, your weight at the moment, you need to do something different than what you've done for the last 10 years. And it doesn't get more black and white than that. If you want something different, you've got to bloody go and do something different. You know, We always talk about kindness. We always talk about compassion for those situations that I mentioned earlier. But if we keep cushioning ourselves all of the time and there's times and places to push and there's times and places to come back and be kind and compassionate to ourselves but if we are only ever comforting ourselves and we're never challenging ourselves we're never pushing ourselves we're never doing things that we don't really want to do we are not going to change anything you can't expect something to change if you are not willing to push through discomfort because that lack of discomfort is the same thing that got you to maybe where you are right now And again, that's very uncomfortable to hear. And I know that that's a very blunt way to put it. But at the end of the day, that's the bottom line. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And I just wanted to remind you of that this week because I know that it's still quite cold. It's still quite dark out. Sometimes it's quite miserable weather at the moment. It's just had a really cold spell again for most of England. And it's it's tough. It's tough to push yourself outside the comfort zone when you don't really fancy doing those things. Like, honestly... I don't really fancy working till about 10 o'clock tonight, but I know that I'm going to be. And that's okay because I know I'm pushing myself outside my comfort zone for a very short period of time. But I'm going to be rewarded with the easy road of not having to work for the rest of the week. So that's, you know, that's just a sort of very finite example of it. But it, it really does come back to the what do you want? What's most important to you? Because you can either keep going down the path that we're going down and take the easy option time and time again and end up with a very, very hard life in 20 years or you can challenge your limiting beliefs and you can ask yourself is this thing really true oh i really can't go for a walk tonight oh you know this 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 happened and i need to do bedtime and i need to go for it's raining and this and this and this and all these reasons stack up of why you can't go for your walk are any of those things true the ones that are true what can you do about it instead of you know 
why is it raining or why can't I go for a walk? What about how could I go for a walk? Switch the question to from why can't I to how could I? And then start looking for solutions instead of looking for problems. And then you're going to be able to actually say, right, okay, maybe I will push myself outside of my comfort zone. I, I won't listen. To, I won't listen to my negativity bias and my limiting beliefs. I will do the things that I need to do. And you won't be perfect all the time. You won't hit this every single time. But if you can do this a little bit more than you have been doing recently, you are going to reap the benefits. So I just want to run you through nourishing yourself and looking after yourself. But also the complete, almost not the opposite, but a very different side of things, a bit more of a to the point side of things, I guess. Thinking about, right, well, if nothing changes, nothing changes. I can't keep cuddling myself. I can't keep coddling myself and being comfort and cushioning myself. Because if I keep doing that, I'm going to stay exactly where I am. And we know that we are here because we are people who want to change our health and well-being. And we weren't satisfied with where we were before and we want to be somewhere different. Nothing's going to get you to that. You, you can be in the teacher's team, you, I can be your coach for 10 years and still if you do nothing, nothing's going to change. I'm here to guide, you're here to take the step. So just remember that this week, when things get tough, when you know that you want to take the easy way out, you want to take the easy option, just remember that if nothing changes, nothing changes. And at the end of the day, the only decision you've got to make is do I stay the same or do I go and change? That's it. It's the only decision you've got to make. Liz says, the amount of times I've sat at home with my coat and shoes on because I don't go out on a walk as I've overthought going for a walk. Absolutely, 100%. Even though that how much better I'll feel once I've been out for it. Yeah, 100%. And again, that's your brain trying to keep you in your comfort zone. How bonkers is it when you know that you'll feel better, right? After five minutes of the fresh air and the walking, the moving your body, the clearing your mind, you know that you'll feel better. But your brain is so powerful. It's trying to say, well, you don't normally do that. So let's keep you where you normally are because we know that we're going to wake up tomorrow if we do that. You might go for a walk and, you know, there's 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 uncertainty and there's different outcomes. Okay, again, nothing's going to happen on that walk. But the brain doesn't know that. The brain is trying to keep you in your comfort zone. So, yeah, just want to run through those things. Tonight, like I said, I wanted to give you loads of time to ask any questions, anything at all, anything we've talked about tonight, any questions you've got, any questions from your check-in feedback. Um, Holly, Lydia, I know I've got your check-in feedback to give back to you. Um, A few more people as well. Um, Who else have I still got to get back to? Um, Helen F., uh, Becca, Ben, Georgina, I've got to get back to you guys. Naya, I've got to get back to you guys as well. Uh, Lizzie as well, I've got to get back to you. So a few of you guys, I do still need to get back to you tonight. Um, But what questions have you got? Anything to run by me? Anything you would like to know? Uh, And if not, let me know. What was your one takeaway from tonight's session? What sort of stuck out for you? Um, Again, just two small topics there. Nothing too major for tonight. But I just wanted to talk you through, give you a reminder to nurture, to nourish yourself, to look after your hobbies, your interests, your passions this half term, to look after the, the you beneath the surface, beneath being a teacher and focus more on you, the life side than the work side. And the second one, just to remember about nothing changes if nothing changes. Um, Kareen, I have a very real struggle with my brain when I have to get up early on a Saturday for jazzercise, even though I'll feel much better for it. 100%. Absolutely. And there are sort of little, um, almost like like I said, overrides that we can use when it comes to this. So things, for example, um, when I wake up in the morning, um, excuse me, nine times out of 10, again, 90% of the time, I don't want to get out of bed. Who wants to get out of bed? No one. one. If we had the choice, we'd all probably stay in bed for an extra like two hours, right? 
So I have to literally, in my mind, go five, four, three, two, one, and I have to throw off the covers, right? I have to, have to throw off the covers and just, and just throw my legs out, put my feet on the floor, sit up, usually with my eyes closed, and just sort of moan and groan for a minute, and then I stand up and I go about my day. But if I didn't do that, if I didn't go five, four, three, two, one, and throw off the covers, I would be in bed forever. We sometimes need that blunt sort of like snap. We need that sort of like, I don't know, what do you call it? That sort of like, that click in our mind, that sort of now, that go, that sort of ignition, the starter engine almost. We need that like, you know, that sort of catalyst moment. So for me, it's five, four, three, two, one, throw the covers off. You might be listening to this thinking, like, what a weirdo, like, that's a really odd thing to do. But we all need these things. We all need our own override buttons in our brain that we can go, right, that gets me past this hump. Because we know once we get over the hump, everything's easier. The, the, the frustrating thing is that when we're making a hard choice for an easy life further down the road, we know that the only hard, the only hardship is the point of deciding to do it once you decide to do it you are past the hardest part and how bonkers is that the hardest part isn't doing the thing that you think is difficult for me getting down the gym the hardest part isn't the workout the hardest part is getting over the decision to go and once that's done it's easy but when you think about it how easy is that how easy is that as a decision yes you'll go to the gym okay i'll go to the gym literally takes no effort no no one gets hurt no one, no, there's no risk involved in making that decision to go to the gym, but it feels like a brick wall that we need to break through. If you're struggling with managing your calorie tracking, right now it feels like a brick blooming wall to get through. It's not. What feels like a brick wall is one brick on the floor that you can easily step over, but your brain is exaggerating that brick to look like a wall to stop you getting anywhere because it wants to keep you the same. So some of the takeaways, just bloody do it. Such a good message. Stop cuddling yourself. Love this too. And this is the thing, right? I don't want this to come across like, you know, beat yourself up and guilt yourself into growth and use the dark energy and blah, blah, blah. There's times and places for that, maybe, not guilting yourself into growth in any circumstance, but in terms of using the dark energy and the fuel and the get up and go, there's a, there's a time and a place. But looking after yourself, and this is what I want to finish on tonight, get your questions in if you have any. Looking after yourself, so pushing yourself to do the things you don't want to do, that is self-love, that is self-care, that is self-compassion. Doing the things you don't want to do because you know it's going to benefit you tomorrow and it's going to benefit you 10 years from now, that is self-love. Looking after yourself and being comfortable and having bubble baths and face masks and stuff, that's great and that's self-soothing and sometimes, you know, a bit of, you know, looking after yourself, I guess, in the short term, bringing you back down to baseline. But actually, self-love is doing the things for yourself that you don't want to do, the difficult things. Because most of the things that make your life better in five, 10 years time are the difficult things. We've had a few people in the team decide to leave teaching in the last month. That's a bloody difficult decision, right? But for them in their circumstance, in their lives, that is something that in five, 10 years time, they are gonna be thankful for. Self-love is not about doing all the nice cuddly things all the time. It's about the hard stuff, the bloody hard stuff sometimes. You got to remember that. So some of the takeaways, Planning time for hobbies and activities that are for me as a person, not just for me as a teacher. I have to, I have the time to spend on myself. Love it. Absolutely brilliant. Um, always think it's definitely going to be to break things down into smaller chunks. So I don't, don't allow my brain to overthink the whole task and just need to do it. Absolutely. These are great guys. Just bloody do it. Yep. Yeah, 100%. 
Absolutely. These are these are great takeaways, guys. Really, really positive. So we haven't had any questions come through. And um, if you do have some, please, as always, do. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's my voice. Don't want to hear my own voice. Um, do just get them through. Let me see any more takeaways. Um, I know that even staying in bed won't make me feel any better, so I may as well get up now. Yeah, hundred percent. 100%. If I don't start doing it, even if I'm your coach for 10 years, I'll be in the same place. Yeah, 100%, Sophie. My one takeaway, just bloody do it. <laughs> Honestly, if you can just get over the hump, just bloody do it. You've done it. The rest of the week falls into place. It is always the first step that is the hardest. Think about how long you thought about reaching out to me for. Probably months. For some of you, I know it for a fact that it was years, right? So... That goes to show that the hardest step is just sending that first message or taking the first step. But we've got to do it. We have to do it. Um, yeah, excellent, guys. Great takeaways. Really, really good takeaways. <clears throat> One thing I just want to finish on um, that I'm going to pop in the group tonight that I forgot to mention, that I need to mention. Um, Lizzie, you asked about this in the group. I saw this today. Um, April the 1st, our in-person uh, spring success session spring success session needs i need to name things not alliteratively if that's a word um because it makes them very complicated to say and um, particularly when it, you're like me and you trip over your words all the time and um, so the april april the first spring success session which is on do, 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 saturday april 1st which is april fool's day which is the first day of the easter holidays for most people and um, what we're going to do is we are going to meet up in london I believe the place, we've got two places to finally choose from, so we just need to make that decision. But it's going to be in central London. I think it's going to be in the embankment area. Um, and we are going to do something quite similar to the summer meetup. But we're going to meet up so, sort of about 10 a.m.-ish. So it's not going to be super early. Um, so people don't have to get up at like 5 or whatever. Um, so we'll meet up about 10 a.m. in London at the hotel. And we'll just chat for a bit have a coffee whatever then we'll do a short sort of one to two hour workshop sort of thing um, and it'll have a few multiple sessions um, and there'll be loads of time for us to sort of chat get to know each other a little bit more and then we're just gonna the rest of the day is just gonna be a big old social so for the summer session in august we had a workshop for about four three three four hours so it was quite a lot of the day which was a bit too much and um, so we're going to have a much shorter one to two hour workshop session in the hotel. We'll have some brunch there. We'll, we'll have a bit of a natter, have a few cups of coffee or tea. And then we will head out um, into London for a few hours. We'll probably go somewhere, grab some lunch, um, chill out, have a social. We haven't booked anywhere else. We haven't set any sort of big plans. But the way that Chantelle and I were talking about it was that it's the first Saturday for a lot of people of their half term, you're going to be knackered. You're not going to want to be out at till two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> not that I could last till two o'clock in the morning. Uh, you're not going to want to be doing anything drastic. You know, no one's going to want to come and, and do any anything particularly energetic. So we're just going to have a small session, some lunch, some brunch, some coffees, meet up, chance to chat. But we'll probably plan a bit of a walk around London. So we'll find a nice park or something nearby. We'll plan a bit of a route. So we'll do like maybe a half an hour to an hour's walk together and see what happens along the way. And we'll just play the rest of the day by ear. We'll have a few things in the back of our mind as suggestions. Um, and then we'll probably wrap up, to be honest, about seven, eight o'clock at night. So... Now, the reason being, if people want to save a bit of money and they want to not stay over in London, um, then they can, you, you guys can get the train up. For example, if you're coming from Cambridge or Brighton, you can get the train up 
um, in like an hour or whatever um, and then you can get the train back as well so we'll probably wrap things up around six, around seven eight o'clock at night um, I'm going to be staying in London because actually that night I've already got something else I'm doing in London and um, so I will be staying around longer um, and if anyone wants to stay around a bit longer then we can we can do that but I don't think many people will I think particularly if you're traveling to London um, with a partner and Lizzie yep yeah, absolutely fine no worries at all um, we will I'll, um, I'll add you on a plus one not a problem at all um, we'll you know if you're staying in London you you guys might want to go off and do your own thing and you know make a weekend of it or like I say if you're traveling you might want to just get home before sort of midnight so you might want to leave at seven eight o'clock and I think to be honest in London for most people eight hours is probably enough time to spend in London um so that's what we're doing it is on April the 1st I will be sending addresses and things before but feel free to book your tickets we're going to kick off in the embankment sort of area if it helps you organize trains and stuff at about 10 a.m so we'll start about 10 a.m which i think is about the same time as last time that might have been a bit earlier might have been about 9 30 but um yeah about 10 a.m um hotels uh I tell you what lizzie i'll talk to chantelle um when once we've 100 decided where we're going to do it because we've got a couple of options at the moment i will ask um yeah embankment area roughly something like that um just have a look. Give me a day. Don't book it quite yet because I just want to confirm the hotel. But to be honest, Embankment is pretty central, so you can get from anywhere. So yeah, Embankment area would be absolutely fine if you book a hotel there. It's all very very close by. Um, so yeah, I'll let you know as soon as I as soon as I can anyway. But yeah, that's the plan. First of April, Saturday, first of April, ten a.m. till about seven eight p.m. Depending on what you want to do, and we'll just see where see where the day takes us. Anyway, guys. I hope this has been really useful. If you're listening back on the podcast, um, thank you very much for joining us. As always, I am taking a few days off. Um, yeah, Lizzie, London. It, I feel like it looks really complicated. A couple of times, you'll be fine. Also, Google Maps, always city mapper and Google Maps, always. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for joining me. If you're listening back on the podcast, I am off for the rest of the week. So I will be messaging you um, your check-in feedback if I haven't done already. And um, I'll get back to your messages if you've messaged me first thing tomorrow morning. But after that, I am taking a few days off. Have a lovely week. Have a lovely half term if you are on half term. If not, have an awesome rest of your week. And I will catch you when we are back. Take care, team. See you really soon. Have a really good week.